Hello there. We're Vincent Elliott McNally. Yes, the great-great-grandsons of map-making mogul Rand McNally. And we'll be your hosts and tour guides on a trip across America, one small town at a time. In the spirit of our great-great-grandfather, we're traveling the country writing the family's first almanac in over 50 years. Towns and Country, the McNally Brothers' comprehensive guide to small-town America. Each week we'll be in a new town, and after getting to know the place and the people, we'll tell you, the listener, all there is to know. In a show we call These Parts, a podcast putting towns on the map. Hello listeners and welcome again to another episode of These Parts. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Elliot McNally. With me, as always, is my brother, Vince McNally. Vince, I'm really excited about the episode this week, but I'm also excited for the launch, the first day of our These Parts subscription boxes. As you guys probably know, it's a pretty trendy thing in podcasting and internet entertainment to work with these sort of loot crates and and box Mm -hmm. design companies to send out uh, various packages of merchandise to to our fans and and followers. Uh, And we are extremely excited to be launching uh, our own. It's called Randbox. These are just little trinkets and things each week that we package up in a box. We, we find them, you know, in the McNally archives and send them out to you. Elliot, what's, uh, should we open one of these Randboxes uh, kind of as a introduction to the concept to our listeners? Yes, yeah, definitely. So this is, listeners, if you su- subscribe to the box this week, this is what you'll be getting in the mail. You'll be getting... Um, a limited edition scrap of one of Rand's notebooks. Look at, what has he got written on here? It's Rutherford B. Hayes is the best. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It also has his uh, Alexander Graham Bell phone number, which was eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so what Vince and I do is we go through our archives and kind of comb over things. We deemed this notebook readily available to rip up. And, and so although we are reading this page, you might get a different page. Um, we have limited edition little uh, Rand McNally action figures. That was um, kind of a business snafu that happened in, what, like the 80s, Vince? Yes, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Mattel tried to make an action figure that was uh, the cartographer, which is a villain from G.I. Joe's. Um, but instead, it came out... Uh, much thinner and frailer than they imagined, and uh, yeah, it was it was built out of sand for some reason. So if you touched it, it would just crumble. Um, much like the original Rand McNally maps too. And if you sign up for the subscription long enough, you'll get um, bits and pieces of some of those original maps every now and then. Much like our grandfather himself near the end of his life, <laughs> exactly. And all through his life, he was definitely an entrepreneur, Vince. And I think this box encapsulates that spirit. Uh, so hopefully you guys like them. And speaking of boxes, Vince, we're in a town that is kind of pioneered by its own kind of box. Absolutely, Elliot. You know, we're on the road so much, and not to toot our own horns, but we're working pretty hard. It's nice to finally be in a in a town where we could put our feet up. And let's do that, and let's put this town on the map. So listeners, look for the the land of Lincoln, the state of Illinois, in the center of the United States, and... Uh, in the center of that state is a town steeped in history, both constructive, furniturial, and historical. But first, let's welcome a guest, shouldn't we, Elliot, to help us put this town on the map? We should. Guys, Vince has alluded to the fact that we are in Ottoman, Illinois. And Ottoman is, if you haven't heard of it, I'm, I'm sure you have, though, it's 
America's Ottoman Empire. It still is to this day. Uh, it was founded by Jonathan Ottoman. Uh, and Jonathan Ottoman, of course, was the inventor of the Ottoman and Ottoman armchair expert and armchair Ottoman expert. With us today is one of his descendants, Jonathan Ottoman III. How are you doing today? Doing great. Thank you both for having me on your program. It's uh, it's an honor to be here. Thanks for joining us, Jonathan. The honor is ours. And, and thanks for bringing us these uh, limited edition Ottomans, too. I, this is the most comfortable I've ever been recording this show. Absolutely. We have an old saying here, put your feet up and relax for a minute or a year. Has anyone ever relaxed for an entire year here? Oh, uh, you may have noticed around these parts that uh, we have a, uh, a large town. It's a, it's a town that uh, uh, loves a good relax, loves putting its feet up. Uh, because of that, we're usually in poor physical shape, but the most comfortable city in the United States. Hmm. I do have uh, the obesity statistics here for... Ottoman, Illinois. Uh, the numbers can only be described as alarming. Alarming for some, but uh, a point of pride for others. So is, is this sort of a chicken and egg scenario? Did the obesity become a factor of the amazing Ottomans you guys built? Or was the obesity a different problem and then you guys decided to uh, help people out by giving them Ottomans? Good question. No chicken egg scenario. It was actually a very hardworking, thrifty town until we came into it. But uh, our product was just so good that people could not resist, and their work ethic uh, faltered for it, but they're much happier. Your grandfather got inspired for the Ottoman by Abraham Lincoln, because he saw Lincoln, um, when he was working on his speeches, he would put his feet up on his stovepipe hat. Absolutely, yes. My grandpappy and Lincoln were, were great friends. A bit of uh, political rivals as well. And obviously, there's the... Uh, great debates with Lincoln and uh, Douglas, I believe. But my grandfather was actually a uh, political rival as well. That uh, after a series of actually embarrassing defeats at the hand of Lincoln, not only in political realm, but uh, pie-eating, uh, rail-splitting, uh, every activity you had in old-time Illinois, Lincoln was bested my grandfather every single time. So it was that time that my grandfather decided to throw away any ambition and just relax for a while. So did your grand your grandfather have any sort of party affiliation then, or he was just a friendly rival of Lincoln's in all sectors? He was he was a bull moose party, tried and true bull mooser, as the family is to this day. We are one of the few bull moose followers there are. And, and that factors into your Ottomans being constructed mainly of bull and moose hides. Absolutely. It's a sturdy hide, tough to acquire sometimes, which is why they're quite expensive, but we go the extra mile here for the finest bull and moose ottomans you can find. That's excellent. We're already in a in one of the most beautiful history lessons that we've had on the show in a long time. But mm -hmm. could you do us the honors of, of sticking Ottoman Illinois here on the map? Absolutely. And for the occasion, of course, I have a cube-shaped pin. Everything, of course, in this town is cube-shaped to... Uh, honor the Ottomans. So let me get up here and mm, in the map. Well, that is struck. fantastic. And you know, Vince, you know, we've talked a lot about the town already so far, but there are also geographic places within that town that I think we should cover too. Elliot, let's dive into my favorite segment. I use that term pretty loosely. At Long Lat. At Long Lat is yet another segment that we don't break up all too often. Last week we had Hall Monikers events. This week we have At Long Lat. And that's, of course, the segment where we investigate important geographical features of the town. Jonathan, 
of course, this is America's Ottoman Empire. Mm -hmm. uh, and there is a pretty amazing boundary line. You mentioned how big this town is, and that's because it's actually enveloped other towns over the years. So how has this boundary line expanded? Oh, over the years, the boundary line, as the Ottoman business itself has grown, has grown with it. We have sort of a... Um, a fun game we play every year where we'll sneak the boundary line a few more feet, a few more feet every single year until just a town, nearby towns, realize they are part of the Ottoman Empire now. I mean, obviously, we treat them well. We give every member of not Ottoman a free Ottoman, uh, so they're the better for it. Uh, we give them many a fine meal so that they're usually as obese and lazy as we are. Uh, and so there's really no fight that's put up from it. Uh, so we are, when you actually look at it, we are larger than Chicago in Illinois now. And wow. usually in it, uh, pretty much up the northern third of the state is Ottoman, Illinois. Really? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Interesting. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. uh, I do have a couple of quick geopolitical factoids here, mm -hmm. if I can share and get your thoughts. Uh, it says... Technically speaking, this city is the only existing caliphate in Western civilization. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Go over once again for the listeners. That's always a complicated word, caliphate. <laughs> yeah, Vince. Um, <laughs> yeah, go over again for it for people. I know you love your word-a-day calendar, but you know, mm -hmm. we're not always... Hey, don't blame the calendar for this one. It's written right here on the census paper that I'm reading. Caliphate, that is a... You, it's, it's a region ruled by a caliph. <laughs> mm-hmm. And of course, mm -hmm. for all of our yes, listeners. And for, and for the listeners, once again, uh, a caliph? It's a sort of, um, how do you say, a, 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 a king? It's sort of a king-like position, mm -hmm. a, a regent of, of sorts. Yeah, like a, almost a, a sultanish. Yes, yeah, in, in some respects, yes. It, it also says that you claim to be the, and I quote, love seat of power in the region. Absolutely. I mean... It's actually known that, obviously, it's a fun name that we're the Ottoman Empire, but we still are actually the only remaining part of the Ottoman Empire. World War One sort mm. of cut off at the Ottoman Empire in Europe, sure. uh, but we are actually a thriving part of the Ottoman Empire. So if I could ask, like, a, a less pretentious question than Vince... Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> I'm, I'm recalling one town, particular Byzantine, Illinois, that woke up one day and their P.O. boxes have been changed, their zip codes had been changed. Were people upset about this? Are people usually upset about this? Or are they usually embrace the Ottoman Empire? They love it. Like I said, every citizen of the Ottoman Empire gets a free Ottoman, which they love. They get their choice of bull or moose. So mm. people love the choice involved in that as well. And being a part of the Ottoman Empire, you know, it has its advantages. Um, work, there's 0% unemployment in the Ottoman Empire, usually at the Ottoman factories. Um, but there's people to feed the Ottoman workers. Um, we are, like I said, a empire of leisure. Uh, mm -hmm. So happiness rates are through the roof here. Uh, we just, we're just a place that likes to kick back and enjoy ourselves. So people are excited to be a part of the Ottoman Empire. Interesting note, uh, Byzantine Illinois is now referred to as Istanbul Moose. Absolutely. They're, they're the, almost a crown jewel of our empire there. So you mentioned that you guys have multiple factories, but I'm sure that the original factory where your office is, is kind of uh, almost a museum of Ottomans at this point. Oh, absolutely. It's old grand, the old grandpappy original, as we call it. Um, yeah, and it, that still churns out a good few thousand units a week. Those are our most prized 
Ottomans come from that factory. Uh, and do we uh, not only, of course, make it out of bull and moose um, skin on the outside, but those are the ones that we actually fill the Ottomans with bull and moose hair, which a poor material for filling. So you really need to do a lot of work to get enough to fill an Ottoman there. But our more wealthy consumers enjoy that extra touch. So how, how many bulls and or mooses does it take to fill one ottoman? That seems like a lot of hair. 1,500. That explains the acreage of naked, hairless bulls and mooses that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you you don't obviously slay the, the animals to collect their hair. Oh, of course not. That'd be barbaric. <laughs> but you do shave them. That's got to be tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and let me tell you, it makes for fun rodeos as well. You think riding a regular bull's hard? Wait till it's oiled up and furless. <laughs> and you mentioned that slaying bull and moose or animals to make your ottomans are barbaric, and I've heard your practices, you guys let them become just as obese as people in the town until they die of you know natural causes or diabetes before using their hide for your product. Absolutely, and every bull and moose is a citizen of Ottoman and therefore gets their own Ottoman. You want to see something cute. You see a bull or moose in an easy chair, legs or hooves up on an Ottoman, just relaxing, that you're going to fall in love with it. And speaking of relaxing, one point of geographical relevance is the what what's called the natural Ottoman in town. And, it, and it's a place where the rock formation has just converged just so to make an Ottoman, just completely naturally. And what you guys have done was create a statue of your grandfather to be resting his feet on this ottoman. Absolutely. Of course, that's also known around these parts as God's ottoman. It's it's a sort of sign from God that he shines uh, verily upon the Ottoman Empire, as uh, he does have his own ottoman there. But it also shows that my grandpappy is a sort of God in this town, too, as he's mm. the only other person that can lay his feet upon God's ottoman. Is it kind of like a King Arthur scenario where you, the next heir tries to put their feet upon God's ottoman? Mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, and as you can see, it's a gigantic place. So to really mm. put your feet upon it and lay back, you're going to have to sort of get right on the edge to make it right. And oof, we have uh, 1,500 deaths a year of people trying to do that. I mean, that does seem steep, but I, it must be said, it's not just the natural wonders that are to be held here in Ottoman. I really love, if we're talking about geographical significance, uh, talking about tourist attractions and and landmarks. It Mm -hmm. it must be now taken upon us to mention your most beautiful structure, in my own opinion, here in Ottoman. A, a, A huge, sprawling complex of temples and recreational areas called the Hagia Sofa. You can bounce from one place to the next. It's sort of like you know, a, a large adult discovery zone, but with a extreme religious element to it as well. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're bouncing around. It's just a whole structure that's made of nothing but ottomans and sofas. You're bouncing from one place to the next. It's all foam on the ground. There's a ball pit or two around. Um, but there is constant sermons going on that prosthesize the people. Is there a particular, uh, I, do you call them preachers or pastors that you would recommend we go see? Oh, oh. Thinking it, who's who's the best one around? Laid back Larry is one of our best preachers. I mean, it's a slow talk. There's not, like I said, not a lot of energy here, but he's a good seven hundred and fifty pounds. But he sits down, lays his feet up on there, and he will speak so beautifully 
that he'll take, say, an ultramarathon runner and turn him into a Louis Anderson type within about a year. Louis Anderson. Now, there's a name I haven't heard in a while. Oh, you haven't been watching Baskets. They say around here, the the bigger you are, the it's just the bigger believer you are. We think that uh, calories are from God themselves, and to reject them is a rejection of God. And the more calories in your body, uh, the closer you are to God. Wow. That is an interesting perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, Vince, it seems like a lot of people around town are very in touch with the empire and speaking to the the god of Ottomans. Um, but I think we should speak to our listeners. Let's do it directly in a segment we call, Wouldn't You Like to Know? Listeners, wouldn't you like to know is your weekly opportunity to write into Vince and I and our guest asking questions about whatever town we're in. Guys, I've got the first one. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. This one comes from Victor in Bainbridge, Rhode Island. Victor, thanks for writing. Victor says that he has always wanted to journey to Ottoman, Illinois. Uh, It's a huge dream of his to one day be part of the Ottoman Empire. He actually petitions to make Rhode Island part of it. That's great. He says that... A lot of people have thrown the term Ottoman around a lot these days. And what constitutes an Ottoman is ever evolving and changing. Well, this is this is news to me. I had no idea this was so complex. But he says, what are some of the greatest innovations in Ottoman technology today? Oh, that's a great question. You know, there's people that look at Ottomans and see this sort of old dusty for legs and a cube on there. But... Mm-hmm. The Ottoman can be so much more. L- let me blow your mind a little bit. Sure. Um, a beanbag chair is really just a type of Ottoman. Mm. You know, it doesn't have to be cubed. It can be not amorphous. We have not a bit of a town kook, Michelson Svenka. He has made a triangle Ottoman. It seems crazy. I know I can see the, your face just turning into twisted shapes. Elliot, you're now. sweating very <laughs> profusely. Are, are we talking mm-hmm. isosceles? Are we talking right triangle? What are we talking about here? By all means, don't tell uh, him it's a cute. I bet it's very cute. Mm, it's it's cute, but it's obtuse. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. We made him a vice caliph after that because it is an amazing, amazing innovation that it is sweeping over. Really, we have kitchen tables that are just Ottomans. Uh, the beds we just call sleeping Ottomans. Cars, drivable Ottomans. An Ottoman is anything you want it to be. Kind of blowing my mind here right now, still. I have to admit, some of those seem a, a, a little um, loose use of the terminology, but I am not the expert. You indeed are the armchair Ottoman expert. Absolutely. Armchair, just uh, sunken in an Ottoman. In that case, Elliot, uh, thanks, thanks to everyone in Rhode Island who's working hard make sure that there's a, a new dawn of the bull moose party here in america i think it's really the spirit of manifest destiny working right now absolutely we're, we're coming for you rhode island we'll get providence soon enough spread down to all the great places in rhode island i think there's just one but <laughs> well thank you for writing and and Elliot, i have the next question for us great uh this comes from uh stewart in san francisco california great what does stewart have to say stewart says vincent Elliot. You know what I love? What's what's that, Stuart? Mm. Is this a we're supposed to have a dialogue with Stuart? Yeah, what what is this, Stuart? I love watching a good movie. Especially mm. when I'm in the comfort of an armchair with my favorite Ottoman to prop my feet up on. Mm. Who doesn't? That sounds great. He goes on. Even more than that, I love watching my favorite movies while reclining. Again, again, I can relate to that. Sure, it's all making sense so far. My favorite movie of all was shot 
filmed and set right there in Ottoman, Illinois. Hmm. I suddenly have a, a sinking feeling, much like I, I sat on a particularly loosely packed Davenport. Yeah, I'm trying to think what what movies were shot in Ottoman, Illinois. What does he say? Then? He says, uh, here we go. The movie Deliverance, the sweeping epic about the rise and fall of the Ottoman Empire and the turn of the 18th century. I think he, he's got, is it Stuart, right? Stuart. He's Stuart. Stuart. If I can address you directly, I think you have some of your facts mixed up, buddy. First of all, 18th century refers to the 1700s, right? So that's yes. before the Ottoman Empire. It's right off the bat. Uh, that's wrong. Hey, check your facts, Stuart. But I, to, to, to jump in here, sure. I can see where Stuart got this wrong. It's confusing sometimes. So our actual uh, caliph right now is, of course, amazing character actor Ned Beatty, mm. of course, from Deliverance. That makes sense. Uh, so <laughs> so it, can, it can be confusing there. You know, I was just asking myself the other day, Elliot, Jonathan, what's Ned Beatty up to? <laughs> I haven't seen him in anything recently. Turns out he, he's, he's running an empire, so kudos to him. I think most Americans ask themselves that every day. And just so you know, Jonathan, you don't have to use the word caliph just to make Vince feel better. It's okay. If you want to say king... That's fine with everybody. No, he got it. He got it right on the nose, and so I'm just going to continue with it. Yeah, that's what it is. Hey, hey, thanks, Jonathan. Some of us care about authenticity and accuracy in reporting the facts here on these parts. <laughs> well, you know, and speaking of accuracy, I've heard that you guys tailor different movies and edit them to include more Ottomans in them. So maybe he was watching. Maybe Stuart was watching the movie Deliverance. And he saw the edited out canoe is now an ottoman. So maybe that is where his confusion stems from as well. Absolutely. I mean, of course, even the regular canoes that you know of just hollowed out ottomans mm. anyway. But to make it more comfortable for people watching, yeah, they were not traveling on ottomans. The infinite classic banjo off was on ottomans while playing stringed ottomans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't mean to course, interject at this point, Jonathan. Maybe you could just detail for our listeners what makes an ottoman an ottoman if if a banjo could be considered just a stringed ottoman ottoman's an attitude <laughs> ottoman's a, a way of of looking at the world an ottoman is uh, of course made of bull or moose parts which <laughs> interesting you'd be surprised most things are consider me surprised <laughs> it takes me back to the old advertising adage you're not selling a product you're selling a way of life and that is what the ottoman empire is about and I think it helps when you doctor these movies to include more Ottomans. I'm reminded uh, Jerry Maguire, actually, Tom Cruise, you guys edited to just be an Ottoman throughout the entire movie. Mm -hmm, absolutely. We go back through all film history, too. I believe if you might remember the classic, uh, when the first ever films of the train coming at the screen, early French people would run away screaming from it. Um, we've doctored that to be an Ottoman coming at the screen. People are terrified by it. I feel like so many movies involve trains coming directly at the screen. I don't know what what fad that was in cinematic history, but it, it seems like it lent itself well to Ottomans. Yeah. We, usually any train movie will change an Ottoman. There's the classic uh, uh, Denzel Washington at uh, Tony Scott joint, R.I.P. Tony Scott. They were on a runaway train. Mm, the Taking of Pelham. No, not Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. Mm. It was, there was a, I think one of the lesser Pine brothers might have been in it as well. Ah. At, uh, there's, a, there's a runaway train on tracks that they need to jump on and stop before it, and it's filled with explosives or something. Um, but yeah, it's a runaway Ottoman, which is far more terrifying now i i have taken in in my i went to your historical theater here in in ottoman and uh i i watched mitch ottoman one of the 
a, a redo of the famous Berlin film Metropolis, where all of the buildings are Ottomans. Oh yeah, a, a scary, a scary movie made even scarier uh, by this sort of futuristic world yeah, of Ottomans. Um, of course, and it's a great silent film. So that we have our live. I mean, it's an organ accompanist, but it's an Ottoman accompanist because an <laughs> organ's just a just an Ottoman with tubes coming out of it. <laughs> I see, sure. I see, and a svelte nine and a half hour runtime. So I still had some of my day. Now, could I ask you a favor, Jonathan? Could you read our third question from our third listener? Oh, yes, great. Um, is a question from Matilda in Sparks, Nevada. Matilda writes, obviously, it's actually directed to me here. Jonathan, you have a great family, of course, uh, but let me ask you about your siblings. Have they carried on the family business like you have? Great question. I'd love to hear these lineage lineage questions so what's the verdict yeah um thank you matilda for asking um it's unfortunately a bit of a sore subject for me that i don't mind getting into um there's a lot of jealousy growing up i of course being jonathan ottoman the third taking the family name like that Mm -hmm. so unfortunately my brothers and sisters have always looked on me with great jealousy um and have actually all left the ottoman empire wow Um, oh no yeah they've been They've been seduced by other furniture. They're still on the furniture game. Uh, they've even changed their last names. Uh, there's my sister, uh, Stephanie Sectional. A sad, sad story. A sectional is just, everyone knows it's just a just an Ottoman, but she's claims it's sectional. Are you related to Sharon Shays? Sharon. Sharon. Oh, excuse me. That's oh, man, I seem to have a name a I haven't tried to think here. about for a bit. Elliot, you, I think you've upset him. He, I, yeah, it's, let's not bring up Sh- Sharon Shays. <laughs> Oh, Sharon, come back to the family. No, it's it's no no fault of yours. I don't mean to get my ire up, but... Oh, Are you by any chance related to Billy Beanbag Chair? Billy Beanbag Chair revolutionized the Oakland A's in the early 2000s. Uh, the most comfortable team they were. He saw an uh, inefficiency uh, in the game of baseball right now that players weren't properly comfortable. As, of course, I mentioned before, Beanbag Chair... Just a different type of Ottoman. Well, that's why the Oakland A's scored a record negative 42 runs that season, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Real comfortable crew, but uh, revolutionized the game of baseball. You know, if if I could do some maybe uh, family healing, channeling Dr. Phil here for a second, we've already established that a beanbag is just an Ottoman. So what's to say that all of your siblings just have other forms of Ottomans? Interesting. Am I being too presumptuous with this? I, I know there's a lot of family history, but... No, no, you're right. They Siblings have just gone into the Ottoman industry as well. Perhaps they're expanding the empire in their own way, unless, you know, maybe Sharon thinks everything is a just a different form of a chaise. I don't know. Sharon, Sharon! <laughs> Sorry to bring her up. Okay, well, uh, it's, Elliot, again with the Sharon, <laughs> if you could refrain, that would be... We've got a show to run. We, we, we do think at one point they will come back into the fold, mm. or they'll be warring factions that will go on for millennia. Who knows? <laughs> either, either or, either yeah. or, <laughs> one or the other. Elliot, I think we're in such an industrious town, aren't we? We are. We're in a commercial town. We're in some might say a Mediterranean trade empire of a town. And all empires are built on the mom and pop shops that started them all. And I think that we should investigate those a little further, Vince and Jonathan, in a segment we call Giving Them the Business. 
listeners, giving them the businesses our chance to explore the enterprising, entrepreneurial, industrious individuals of the communities that we serve in and we visit. Ottoman, Illinois is obviously a, to use a term, hot seat of productivity in terms of the actual furniture manufacturing business. But I'm certain that there are other industries that are well represented here as well. Jonathan, what are some of the businesses that you think are, are some of the most treasured jewels of your community? That's a great question. I mean, obviously, we're known for our Ottomans and mm-hmm. our little antique stores filled with Ottomans. But this is there's also a thriving Simpsons memorabilia business as well here with a focus on the hmm, uh, rapscallion bus driver from the Simpsons as well, Auto Man. Mm. Are there a lot of different peddlers of auto merchandise around town? I think we're up to around 40 right now, but still growing. People come from all around to pick up their auto bobbleheads, their uh, auto plush toys, um, their auto spoken word records, all of them are right here. <laughs> I heard that it was actually the Ottoman Empire that sort of forced their hand a bit and made Harry Shearer stay on The Simpsons for another couple of years. Mm-hmm, absolutely. I mean, because if Harry went, you know, who knows what would have happened to Otto. They would have mm-hmm. had him die in some sort of, as they've killed off other characters, who knows, they might have had the school bus go into a river. Mm-hmm. Now, that would have been a dark timeline for The Simpsons. That would have been a very dark episode. Would have done. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. Who knows what they would have done. So, you know, do we... I'm not going to say strong-armed, but uh, but we did use, of course, the clout of our caliph, uh, Ned Beatty, to uh, to talk to Harry. And let's just say uh, Harry Shearer lives very comfortably now. Like he has several Ottomans? Several Ottomans, not, uh, Ottomans of different not shapes and sizes. He, he, he drives a... Uh, 2017 Lamborghini Ottoman. Wow. I, I'm sorry. I, I heard your phone going off on the table there. Um, there's no Ottoman-related emergencies you have to get to, it, are there? Oh, let, let me check. Um, get that right there. Oh, okay. No, no. nope. Uh, I'm, I'm bidding on a few uh, uh, Ottoman-related things on <laughs> eBay, and it just told me that I've been uh, outbid on a pair of... Uh, auto sunglasses. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I noticed that your phone, though, sits on a little ottoman as well. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Phone ottoman. It's a fun, fun knickknack that anybody can, can buy here. Um, I mean, really, when you think about it, I'm just going to say it right now, phone, just a talking into ottoman. <laughs> that's, um, that's one way to, it's definitely one way to look at it, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. No, I, I want to point out that although we live here in the Ottoman Empire, um, you guys aren't so stringent. It's not like if you're starting an Ottoman business of your own, you're buying a franchise. You can put your own spin on it, and that's what I like about things around here. So do you have any uh, particular favorite Ottoman stores that are unique in a certain way? Yeah, absolutely. It's a sort of, that you're familiar with the concept of, of Build-A-Bear, hmm. uh, but in Ottoman Empire here, we like to get our children to start young in the Ottoman business. Uh, so it's not pretty much almost... Half of every kid's birthday party is going to be at uh, one of these little businesses. It's uh, uh, Auto For You um, with like sort of a little smiley face on it. Um, and the kids can come in. They have a great time. Uh, they get to uh, sort of go. It's, it's a half petting zoo as well, of course. So we have mm. the bull and the mooses, the moose around that they get to interact with, feed a little bit. Uh, they'll get to choose which ones they'll call for the Ottomans they're making. And then it's not the you know, stuffy Ottomans you're used to. They get to uh, put 
put glitter on it or sequins um, and then the fun part where they get to stuff the ottoman with the bull or moose fur and it introduces kids to ottomans at a young age which i think not enough cultures and societies are doing these days it also introduces mm-hmm. them to the very rare strains of disease that are present in moose hair which i think is mm-hmm. i mean it's good for the collective immune system of our mm, sure. of our country yeah i mean I, as i mentioned before horribly out of shape but never get diseases. Besides moose mange, of course, which most of your citizens have. Yes, but right. we live with that. That's just a part of... That's a cosmetic, being. if anything. But that's the thing. You know, the moose mange, as you know, will kill off whew, thousands of people a year in the U.S. Here in the Ottoman Empire, we just live with it. It doesn't give any ill effects more than uh, discoloration of uh, the right thigh um, and cloven feet. So if you're, if you're cool with some cloven feet, discoloration, and of course... Erratic hair loss. Then this is the place for you. It must be said. I would love to talk about a, a, a place that I I love stopping by here. I was just about to ask you. It, it was none none other than uh, an Italian restaurant. Oh, I guess we haven't even broached the food in the Ottoman Empire. Uh, yeah, it, it's actually. Um, I was I was looking for some some sort of Turkish maybe Mesopotamian delicacies, but uh, instead I found this place. Uh, run by a guy who calls himself Bull Mussolini. He makes himself what he calls the fastest fascist fast food in Ottoman. Wow, say that ten times fast. No, thank you, Elliot. Uh, he makes a, a delicious bowl of bull with a moose moose. So is this one of those people that is repurposing all the extra parts of the bowl and moose to make food? Yeah, it's actually quite good. It's a it's what what would you call sort of a steak stew. Uh, with um, sort of a a meat confit, sort of a, a, a mousse, a sort of an airy texture whipped on top of the dish. It's uh, not for the vegetarian in our party, but certainly worth a try. Yeah, and, and, and as you mentioned before, the fastest fascist fast food there is, that's a labor-intensive dish. I mean, bull meat, extremely tough, so he really needs to tenderize, and to make a savory mousse extremely labor-intensive on taking an animal like like a moose there. And yet, every single dish made from scratch, up, available, within four minutes. They say the trays always run on time in that restaurant. Every single one. Four minutes, or not just your meals free, you get to own the restaurant. Every single meal, he puts his own business up for sale. And of course, there's people that are going to say, yes, they've had their meals come late and they want to get their restaurant and then they're not heard from again. But I really believe in this man that he's done it every single time. And those dissenters' voices who have brought that up, we have no use for him here. So it seems Bo Mussolini practices a form of flexible fascism then, letting people almost uh, overtake his restaurant if they can. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, you always need need hope in a, in a place like that, that it can happen. You know, and th- there was another store that I went to, an, an Ottoman-centric store that was taken over. I think we mentioned it before. It's called I Stand Bowl. It used to be called Can't Stand to Nupple. Mm-hmm. It, it started as Nutta Can't Stand Nutta and Opal, but... Um, What's I mean, a Nopal, sells... Jonathan, if you don't mind clearing that up? A Nopal? It actually sells little cactus delicacy candies known in uh, Mexico as nopales, but we call them nopals just with the, uh, with the accent. I see. Yeah. Like that. I, sh- I should have, I really should have known that. Um, with every Ottoman purchase, you've got these uh, different cactus candies. And uh, it seems like you guys put an end to that when the store went out of business and became, 
and be uh, I stand bold. Exactly, because I mean, even in the name, it was I can't stand nobles. Uh, so it's pretty much advertising that the thing they gave away was disgusting. <laughs> that nobody wanted uh, a poor business model not indeed so it, it looked like literally there was a excess of these nopal nut candies that they just needed to get rid of and would throw into every purchase um so once nut that was changed around to Istanbul, which of course sells little stuffed bulls memorabilia from the 90 michael jordan uh, <laughs> Glory days. Uh, sure, Benny the Bull. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, it's already been so informative. I I almost daren't ask for more trivia to be heaped upon this resplendent buffet of knowledge that we've engorged in. Oh, I dare, Vince, <laughs> and I think we should dare further. In did you know? So, listeners, we know you don't always have time for an entire hour-long radio program, so we bring you, did you know, five rapid-fire fast-fact trivia tidbits from us to our guests to you. Ellie, do you have the first one for us? I do, guys. Vincent Jonathan, did you know that although the Ottoman Empire is uh, very peaceful for the most part, there is somewhat of a faction war between two different parties going on. I, did, I didn't know this, Elliot. So although the term Ottoman is very flexibly used, one side of this faction, they believe that a fabric or a leather cube is the most supreme Ottoman. The other side believes an Ottoman is some sort of a shape with legs on it. Mm. Jonathan, do you sway one way or the other? I know you don't want to like play all your cards here, lay them out on the table, but you know. I've been a, a believer in a liberal looking into of the word Ottoman on there. I would agree with that assessment, <laughs> Jonathan. Mm-hmm. That I think is accurate. Okay, yes. Obviously, you know, this is, is something that has divided the town uh, vehemently. We worry almost every day about uh, a civil war that could go on between to divide this great nation. Mm-hmm. So... I've been trying, the, the maybe a reason for my liberal usage of the word Ottoman is to try to unite this town, actually, to try to say, hey, look, it's all Ottoman, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Stop fighting. Ooh, I mean, there's been some some really nasty small skirmishes that have almost turned into brouhaha's around mm-hmm. uh, that we've had to stop. But if I had to sway one way or another, <sighs> I'm going to say Cupid legs. Wow. You heard wow. it here first, folks. Wow. That's a These Parts exclusive. That's a verdict. If I've ever heard of one. But I'll also say, what's a leg but a long, skinny arm? Ah, <laughs> uh, see, now mm-hmm. I'm. Now mm-hmm. I think you lost me. That's yeah, um, a gray area then. <laughs> now, I didn't know that. But you guys know. I, and, I, and I don't mean to bring up the sensitive subject of your family history again, but mm. uh, I must hear. Sharon! <laughs> no, it's not. I, I, I swear to you, it's not Sharon. She uh, must not be named. Instead, it is a sort of pop billionaire mogul turned sort of pseudo-celebrity, your brother, Warren Tuffett. <laughs> oh, Warren. I will say that he's he's done some good as well. He's philanthropic. Mm-hmm. He's philanthropic. You know, he's, he's given to good causes on here. I don't want to... He's actually a family member that I will uh, sort of, every once in a while, give a text on my talking Ottoman. But <laughs> I bring it up. Uh, Jonathan, because he's been, as you know, instrumental in revolutionizing the Kurds and whey industry here mm-hmm. in the United States. 
Are you a fan of Kurds and or Whey? I fall more on the Kurd side than the Whey. You know, I'm a Kurd man myself, Jonathan, so... You can tell by, as you said, the, the shape of the physicality of this town. I mean, a lovely lemon curd mm-hmm. on some sort of pastry uh, is a favorite among the people. Uh, but whey now has been too popularized by the whey proteins of the fitness craze. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I may interject, what is whey other than powdered ottoman? Now, Elliot... That's a great point. That's an absolutely great <laughs> I point. Agree, I agree. I, I may have to certain. change my opinion on the whey after hearing that. Now, I don't think that... Okay, well... I think I think it's two against one of mm-hmm. And with that, Jonathan, do you have the next Did you know fact for us? Oh, Absolutely. Did you know every single member of the Ottoman Empire here in the United States travels to Turkey every single year? It's almost like a, a birthright uh, for uh, the Jewish people here in the United States. Uh, by being born in the Ottoman Empire, you are given a free trip to Turkey. I mean, you do have to join the... There is an underground Ottoman resistance in Europe at this time that you do have to join for two years, but you get a free trip out of it. So you can go to Turkey, and I'm assuming you're learning all about the history of Ottomans and feet reclination and that kind of stuff. Yeah, a lot of military training too, but not a lot of history and a lot of fun. That's incredible, and I had no idea, but did you guys know that in the spirit of being more inclusive in the Ottoman Empire, there's been a lot of feminists who want to introduce the Otto woman. Interesting point, Elliot. Mm-hmm. Please continue. A lot of the Otto women in this product line are now storage Ottomans, actually. They, they store little baby Ottomans. Like a, like a sort of a, a, a nesting Ottoman exactly. type. Interesting, interesting. They, they've also taken off, you know, for college dorms, that kind of thing. Uh, Jonathan, do, do you have uh, an opinion one way or the other on these auto women storage Ottomans? I love them. We are in a, an inclusive place here in terms of Ottomans. Obviously, with the last name being Ottoman, it's not, it's not for uh, a male person. It does come from uh, sort of a last name, which we have. But still, anything that can broaden the scope of Ottomans for more people, we are for. I like sort of the storage aspect of it, because really, what is a storage box but an empty Ottoman? And what are people then just living, breathing Ottomans? Absolutely. It's, uh, Absolutely does not seem like the right reaction to that statement. I think you're uh, you're getting it now, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'll, I'll even go one further. I mean, you're family in this podcast going all around this great nation as what is the united states of america but a giant ottoman sitting in an ocean with people living upon it now you speculated that it has to have moose hair in it i don't think that the concept of america is made of moose hair really are there not moose and bull in america so oh, does this see nation we live in contain bull and moose hair how much moose hair is in your phone sir <laughs> Jonathan, how much moose hair? I ask you this. Who knows how technology works these days, Vince? Mm-hmm. Cables, fiber optic cables, leans heavily on moose hair. <laughs> heavily? Leans Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, you know, I'm just going to move on. Head to the next Did You Know fact, guys. Did you know there's a bit of a cross-state rivalry here in Ottoman, Illinois? Cross-state? With what state, Vince? Uh, it's a city called Austria-Hungary, Indiana. Mm-hmm. Do you care to comment on this, Jonathan? They, you know, we, were, we, we always like sort of do a survey of towns in the area to make sure we can't you know, have some efficiencies built in, visiting multiple small towns on our way. And uh, the people of Austria-Hungary didn't have very many nice things to say about you. 
We don't have a damn fine thing to say about them either. They have been one of the only people who have resisted uh, sort of the uh, expanding town line of Ottoman. Mm. And one of the tough things is that, I mean, you don't know about it too much in the U.S. You know about these sort of Appalachian Mountains and the uh, sort of Pacific sort of mountains over here. There's a gigantic gigantic mountain range between Illinois and Indiana. Oh, is, that, uh, so, is that true? Really? Mm-hmm. I don't think our great-great-grandfather ever charted that. I'm looking at the map right now. How did we miss it? We drove that way, Elliot. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. no idea. Yeah, there's a, it's, a, it's a sort of weird cartography sort of dead zone in there that people don't know about. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, the, it's the American Alps, uh, and it is... We, tr- we killed so many elephants trying to go across it and expand our line, and we lost so many of them along the way. Good. I mean, you can't make an ottoman out of an elephant, so it wasn't too much of a uh, tragedy, but we've gone back and forth with, uh, with with them, and it's been... A lot of lives have been lost, um, but... That was your second ever Mayor Hannibal Moose. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Mayor Hannibal Moose. Oh, may live on to this day. Is it true that the people of Austria-Hungary, Indiana, always stand up? They sleep standing up. They never sit down. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We are a reclining nation while they are an upright brigade of people. Mm. It just seems like a conflict of ideologies. It cuts right to the core. Mm-hmm. It's it's a real great butter battle. It, it's fought mostly with butter. Mm-hmm. We are a well-buttered people here. Uh, you have quite a glisten yourself, sir, if I do venture to say. We do Crisco up every day, get a good sheen going. That way we can slip easily into our different Ottomans. Uh, we also have a great tan because of it. We're a well-tanned nation. Mm. I feel like mm, we've yes. slipped so easily through this episode and conversation, that I think we should take it home with our final segment. That's a great suggestion, Elliot. Let's do it. It's called Wish You Were Here. So listeners, in a perfect world, we'd take you across the American Alps into the cities that we love to visit, but we don't want you to be like the elephants and die in the journey. So instead, we send you a postcard from the places we visit to you, and it goes a little something like this. Dear listener... Wish you were here in Ottoman, Illinois. Which is, of course, America's Ottoman Empire. It is a city where you can always find a comfortable seat to rest in. A city where you might not want to stand up, but you'll really, really want to sit down in a variety of different Ottomans. A city where you might not find friends either to the north, the south, the west, or the east. But a town where Jonathan Ottoman can always point you the way to God's Ottoman. Farewell. From these parts to yours, no matter what Ottoman you're living in. Hope you enjoyed our relaxing visit to Ottoman, Illinois, and I hope you're with us next week when we're in Seattle 2, Washington. The chronically hip inhabitants of Seattle 2 insist they prefer the sequel, and we insist that you join us next week. 